episode of Pushing Properties podcast is brought to you by Rental Karma. Rental Karma has a simple, human-powered process that is simple for you, the renter, and your landlord. Rental Karma can add all of your rental payment history to your credit report. Be sure to use code MISSPM11 for extra savings from Miss Property Manager. Rental Karma, the way to go. Welcome to Push In Properties podcast. And today we are going to focus on a terrific event that happened in Nebraska earlier this year. Now, March 27th of 2023, we all need to remember this day as one of the worst days in property management history. The story actually takes us to Lincoln, Nebraska. Now, I am from down south. So I've lived in Atlanta, I've lived in Chattanooga, Alabama, but I've never been up north. So if I misspeak on these words, I apologize. But this story, like I said, brings us to Lincoln, Nebraska. Now, Lincoln, Nebraska is actually the capital of Nebraska. And I didn't know this, but Lincoln, Nebraska was actually named after President Lincoln. Now, Lincoln is known for a lot of things like the corn husky, the Runza sandwich, and apparently the Runza sandwich is like a legit obsession. Um, it's basically a yeast dough bread pocket consisting of beet, cabbage, sauerkraut, onions, and other seasonings. I've never had it, but it sounds pretty tasty. And again, that is kind of what the state of Nebraska is known for. Now, Nebraska is also known for its low cost living, which is obviously very good nowadays because the cost of living everywhere else is super high. In regards to the low cost living that Nebraska has, this story is actually gonna take us to the Lodge Apartments, which are located at 4600 Briar Park Drive. The Lodge Apartments, they seem to be like a class B or C community. It was built in the 1970s and it had 324 units. Now, the Lodge does have some beautiful one, two, and three bedroom apartments. Their price point from looking at their website seems like the apartments can go from $775 all the way up to $1,200. Now, like I said, Nebraska is appealing for a lot of people because the cost of living there is so much lower. Average rent across the United States is actually $1,967. So Per month. So as I said, when you've got somewhere that's got apartments for $775 to $1,200, that's obviously a huge plus for the state of Nebraska. This particular apartment community was located in an area that's kind of like South Lincoln, if you will. A lot of residents enjoy living in that area because of the tranquil atmosphere and natural beauty, along with this laid back vibe. Now that's always a plus for any apartment community because you always want to like have a relaxing environment and like this property downtown isn't too far away at all. The Lodge Apartments is actually professionally managed by Perry Reed Properties has employees that love working for the company. They've got about 85 different properties across the United States, about 7,000 doors and about 200 team members. Sounds like a very sizable property management company. And from looking at their reviews, they've got a ton of employees that have been there for a long time. 
I read some reviews where, um, you know, employees have been there for 10 years. There was one lady that said she had been there for like 21 years. And I can tell you in property management, if anyone is able to stay with one management company past like a year, you're doing good. So when you hear of management companies where you've got employees staying there for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, in my opinion, that speaks volumes to the property management company. Now, obviously, whenever you work in property management, there's always going to be two key components. You're going to have your office team, and then you're going to have your maintenance team. Now, there is not a property in the world that can work if you don't have adequate maintenance. It will absolutely fall apart. And in this particular instance, we're going to really talk about how important maintenance is for anything involving property. So the typical job for a maintenance man, for those of you all who might not know, they are going to be the backbone of the property. The typical duties for a maintenance man can include policing the property for trash. That means getting out there, walking the grounds. Is there any trash? Is there dog poop? Just making sure the property always looks neat and presentable. They'll be responsible for installing new equipment, whether that's going to be the hot water tank, the HVAC systems. Listen, maintenance is, like I said, they're literally the backbone. Maintenance can also tell you like what kind of car each resident has, when they got the car, who stays there, who doesn't stay there. But like I said, they just keep the property running. I've had some really awesome maintenance guys in my years. I had some maintenance guys where a resident can fall ill and you know they don't have any family in town and they're elderly. I've literally had maintenance guys go cook residents lunch in their apartment just so they could eat. So maintenance guys are literally like the backbone of the property. I know I keep saying that, but I wanna reiterate that because they literally are the backbone for every property. Now, another thing with maintenance outside of doing maintenance work, outside of maybe cooking lunch for the cookouts for the team or for a resident that's fallen ill, maintenance for me is my go-to, especially when, you know, we're an office full of typically females. I had some instances where, you know, you go show a property and you get up there to an apartment and the prospect just makes you feel kind of awkward. And so, you know, typically we'll have like a code word with the maintenance guys to where if we feel uncomfortable at any point in time, we can just text them that word and they'll come right to the model or wherever we're all in a heartbeat just to kind of be there as a backbone in the event that something ever happens. Now, the same situation applies with maintenance. For example, if we are in the leasing office and a resident comes down and is frustrated, maintenance is going to be who we call first. You're not going to call the courtesy officer typically. You're not going to call police. You're going to call maintenance first. So maintenance is always the backbone. I myself have always been very appreciative for maintenance. So hopefully has a general understanding of how valuable maintenance is while they're in maintenance or outside of maintenance. Now residents love maintenance too. You know, there's been residents that will literally bring the maintenance guys fresh baked cookies. They will bring them the best Christmas presents. They will offer them water while they're doing some work. So maintenance is just so important and they're so key. And typically maintenance is also key when it comes to your renewal because uh, 
a lot of people don't renew if the maintenance isn't up to par. Now, like I said, we're gonna go back to March 27th of 2023. This was a Monday. And typically in property management, Mondays are just crazy. Cause you're coming in, you're gonna have backlog of work orders from Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. Cause typically maintenance do not work on the weekend. You know, the property is gonna be a mess from the weekend. And also sometimes home office might have certain reports that are needed. So Mondays are just always a crazy day. Now, now, for the lodge apartments, they had, from what I can tell, at least three different maintenance men. That's going to be Ronald Gonzalez, Chris Karsman, and Robert Sargent. Around 1.20 p.m., emergency personnel responded to a report of a car-pedestrian collision. According to court documents, Taylor Bradley purposely located the victims in a grass covered area near the lodge apartments clubhouse and ran them over with her 2015 subaru the deep tracks that were left indicate that bradley left the roadway and chased the employees ronald and chris at a high rate of speed now it's unclear as to how fast she was going however where they were hit was at least 20 to 30 yards from any roadway so all of us that work in property management, if you can kind of like picture with me in your head, you know, your community areas. So typically you're going to have like, you know, your pool, your fitness center, your dog park. So basically this chick hopped the curb and purposely found the maintenance man and ran them over at a high rate of speed. But to make it worse, it wasn't a one-time run over. She ran over them multiple times, allegedly, from the reports that I can read. Now, there was a third guy named Robert Sargent. He was able to jump out of the way and he survived. However, after Taylor did all that damage, she immediately left. Left the property. Now, the little that I was able to find out about Taylor is that Taylor had lived at the large apartments for at least a year. Taylor was around 27 years old, and according to the general counsel for that apartment community, there were no previous interactions that were negative with Taylor, so it pretty much caught everyone off guard from what I can understand. To this very date, police are still trying to figure out why she allegedly targeted the maintenance men. Now, at one point from what I was reading, there were reports that she was possibly being evicted. And that's why, you know, this kind of all happened to Houston. The council for the property management company did state that that is simply not true. He also stated that the property owner turned over all surveillance, which thankfully captured much of the attack that did happen by the clubhouse. Now, everything happened so quickly, time that the first call was reported to 12 minutes later that the police had found Taylor. She was a few blocks away from the property. She was still in a damaged car. They arrested her. They took her to a local hospital for a medical evaluation. I believe they did a drug test and also like an alcohol test from what I understand. But nonetheless, she was booked into the Lancaster County Jail on a $2 million bond, which means that she would have to at least front $200,000 to get out. So during her first arraignment for these charges, Bradley began screaming and swearing at the judge from jail during a virtual courthouse hearing. 
When the judge read the charges Bradley faced, Bradley looked closely into the camera and said, no, no, no. The judge continued reading the charges and Bradley interrupted her saying, I've had a shoplifting charge, that's all I've ever had, she said in the video. Now growing more and more agitated, she said they think I'm on so many drugs because they've stocked me full of all of my mom's drugs. At one point she started yelling, one, two, and three, and then she ended it by saying, I don't give an absolute fuck. It is alleged that Taylor had a mental breakdown and ran the men over. In regards to Chris and Ronald, unfortunately, they were pronounced dead on the scene. The images that I saw from that day are horrific. Horrific. Literally, the pictures that I saw were, you know, her car bumper is over here on the grassy area. And then within like a few steps, you see like shoes and clothing, which is just absolutely horrible horrible. Like I said, they were pronounced dead on the scene. Now, when Taylor was arrested, she did provide the officers with descriptions of the men who had been hit that matched the bodies at the scene. In her arrest affidavit, police wrote that they got the call that two men had been run over on the way to the complex and they came across Bradley driving a car with heavy damage and took her into custody immediately. I do want to take some time to talk about the two maintenance men that have passed because I feel like they deserve to be talked about. You know, their life was so unnecessarily taken from them that I want to take the time to talk about both of them. Now, when they left their houses in the morning, they left with all intentions to come home every day. They went to work to work and provide for their families, but they were so wrongly taken away from their families that I do not even begin to fathom how any of their family members are moving forward. But from what I can tell from my research over the past two days, it appears that both of these men were stand-up guys. They were family men. They were fathers. They were husbands. Mr. Robert Gonzalez Rivas was a 45-year-old family man. Now, from what I can read, Mr. Robert loved to have a good time. And one of the things that I liked the best about Mr. Robert was that he and his wife actually fled from El Salvador to live a better life. That is beautiful. Now, Robert and his wife, Georgina, do have an 11-year-old son who is obviously affected immensely by this tragedy. Now, Robert did have two older children. One was 19 and one was 26. And like I said, his wife, Georgina, reports that they do miss him. Now, one of the most heartbreaking things is that Georgina said that at the funeral, she just had to touch her husband to make sure in her heart that she knew that he was really gone. She said that she reached out and touched his cheek and she realized right then that he was really gone. Now she mentions that the only way that she's able to go through is through faith and that it is just very hard for her to get through each day without her husband, her partner, her man by her side. 
Now, another thing that Georgina stated in me doing my research is that Chris, who was the other maintenance man that was so wrongly taken, Chris always had Roberto's back. Now, we know in the property management world, it is essential that we have each other's back. But it's a little bit deeper of a meaning in maintenance when they have each other's back. Because in the office, we're there, we're in front of a computer. But when you're out there in the field, in these properties and residence houses, it is essential for them to work together and have each other's back. And that is absolutely beautiful because whether it was having his back, I'm sure there were incidents where they had to change out hot water heaters, change out refrigerators, install a new HVAC. They had each other's back. Now, from what I can read, Chris was just an all-around awesome guy. So his brother actually said that he gravitated to fatherhood so easily. Like, he was just the best father ever. Chris loved to side. He loved to play board and card games. But he also loved working with his hands, which actually got him into maintenance. Now, his brother said that Chris was also a kind and gentle person and that he will be missed. Now, Chris was married to his wife, Aylin, and they did have three beautiful children as well. So I want to take the time to speak on trauma in property management because it's not talked about enough. You know, we're in an industry where we are taught to be quiet, file an incident report, file it away in your head and move on. Now, I myself was a regional and I'm guilty of that as well. I had a situation happen that affected a lot of residents, the property manager and the team. And I'll never forget when one of the young ladies that was a leasing agent looked at me and said, are you serious? You just want to keep going? Like, do you, are, are you serious? Do you not realize how we've been affected from us? Does corporate even care? And so that's why I wanted to speak on that. We deal with so many traumatic situations in property management, but we're taught to keep hush about it. We're taught that everything has to look perfect. It has to be perfect. The reviews have to be top tier. And honestly, it's all fake because we're not able to heal together as a team, to discuss what happened as a team, to discuss how each person was affected, because all we're made to do is just hush, go home, go to bed, wake up in the morning, and it's a new day. And I think that's why I started this podcast, because we need to talk about the issues. We need to grow together. We need to heal together, because I think when we heal together, I think the residents will feel more appreciated. You know, because at the end of the day, we are in this for the residents. And I really think that had Perry Reed Properties not brought in a grief counselor, I think it would be much harder for the employees, the team members, and anyone to even go through the next second. So if you're a property owner and you manage properties, please know that the property managers, your team, they're humans. You know, I feel like in property management, we are made to be more robotic. We're made to be more 
You know, and, and when you've got real life situations where people are literally affected, especially when it's crime, I think there definitely needs to be a pause. There needs to be a conversation. There needs to be a counseling session and even shut the office down for a day. Shut the office down for a week. Do a retreat for a day or two. You know, like just do a debriefing. So everyone can speak about how they felt, everybody can heal, and everybody can grow as best as possible. Because unfortunately, I can think of several people in property management that I've got a trauma bond with. Because it was me and you there that day when we had to do a wellness check and found the resident dead on the floor. Or it was me and you that was there that day when we had to see the resident hanging from a balcony because of suicide. Or it was me and that maintenance guy that morning when we saw the police officers lay a white sheet over a resident that we just saw speaking to us hours before. Or even the aspect of I've had a homicide on a property and my maintenance guy told me that very morning that the cameras were not working. And don't you know, we called the camera people. They couldn't come out until the next day. That same night, that resident that I told you they put a sheet over, he was dead. The cameras, no footage. And that still eats me up to this day because I feel like if the cameras would have been working, it probably could have provided his family with some type of closure and they might have been able to figure out who killed him. I remember his name, Joel Irvin, Chattanooga, Tennessee. So I just feel like in property management, we need to have conversations. We need to realize that we're working with humans. We also need to res realize that these residents are humans. And I feel like if we're in property management and our industry directly affects where someone lives, where their family is raised, I feel like it's our duty as property managers to take the time to, you know, just get a clear palette. Now, I would like to express my grievances to the families of all those that were affected. Um, and I will try to keep everyone updated. There was supposed to be a court hearing May 31st to see if Taylor was able to stand trial. From everywhere I have been researching over the past few days, it doesn't look like there's been any kind of update given. So I'll be sure to loop in and give everyone an update. But again, if I could do anything from this podcast, it is my hopes that we simply just take the steps to take care of ourselves because it's one team, one fight. I also wanted to point out that if anyone has any information that could be helpful, please contact Lincoln Police Department at 402-441-6000. Or if you wish to remain anonymous, you can call Crime Stoppers at 402-475-3600.